Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Sherry and Heather. Uh, And we are kind of picking up from where we left off yesterday. We're starting in Jeremiah 5. uh, And then we get into some of the the historical story of King Josiah in 2 Kings 22. Um, So as we read through this, what are some things that stuck out to you or what is something that you noticed about God uh, as we read the passages? I think it's actually something noticed about people, and that is um, just humans. Part of our condition is that we continually rebel and disobey, and God says over and over again, like, what I actually require from you is obedience, Um, obedience rather than sacrifice. And um, even in this part... um, verse let's see jeremiah 6 16 he says ask for the old godly way and walk in it like it's not like a surprise new thing you're supposed to be doing it's like actually just obey god and how it's so hard over and over and over for people to do that um i mean myself and probably all of us included and i think um the this idea that um we read the same thing twice so like i guess it (laughs) i guess it does stick out but um where the prophetess is saying, like, what the people actually need to do is humble themselves um, and repent. And how we know um, the difference between, like, saying we're sorry just to, like, alleviate tension or we're sorry to, like, move on or um, we think, like, that's what is expected in, like, a true repentant heart. And I was listening to, a, like, a secular podcast recently, um, and the people were not, like, the hosts are not professing Christians or um, to my knowledge. And they were actually talking about how um, in this TV show that so- someone said they were sorry, but until they actually had an attitude of repentance and actually humbled themselves, like their um, character couldn't actually move forward. And it's just like crazy that this principle, of course, like that God lays out that like um, the way uh, to move towards God is always through repentance. Like that's how we move towards him. Um how that that is evident because like God's laws are everywhere, like in just normal human interactions when people aren't even looking for God or trying to find guy at God or try to follow him. Um, we still know these things to be true that if you're going to actually, um, actually be sorry, there's a, like there has to be a humble heart and a repentant attitude. And that follows like an actually changed behavior. Um, otherwise, it's like cycles just continue and continue and continue. So um, that's like good for me to remember, you know, for all of us. Like, it's hard to have a humble heart and to like continually be like repenting. <laughs> yeah, I saw the repentance part. And when we were reading about King Josiah, like that stuck out to me right away because immediately when he heard, um, when he, when the book of the law was read and he heard it, he, you know, he tore his, his clothes in despair. And he actually did something. He he he, it he was repenting for his people, and and how we're not following the, the law and what, what was written. Uh, so it, it immediately had the word had a spiritual impact on him immediately. That's how kind of how I took it, and and so he repented, um, and then to me it was like when we truly repent and actually mean it and have that humble attitude, then God blesses us, and and He blessed Josiah by then allowing. Um, the judgment on his people happened after Josiah. Um, so that impacted me of what of how King Josiah 
how the word impacted him immediately. Uh, Josiah is interesting. Josiah is one of the good kings. So one of the things that Josiah does is run around and like destroy all the high places and idols. And we, we've kind of seen a cycle that's very present just in the past couple of days where there's good kings and bad kings. Uh, sorry about that noise. Um, what's interesting about the story of Josiah is Josiah somehow knows he's supposed to clean up the temple. And while they're cleaning up the temple, they're just like, oh, whoa, we just found the book of the law by accident. Um, and when they read it, they're shocked. Um, so it's kind of interesting. You get the sense that they are reading the Bible essentially for the first time in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And to me, one of the things that sticks out is like up until this point, it, I guess they've been doing like what they can remember verbally or like just culturally what they picked up. Maybe like how, how does Josiah know what is right if they don't have the law? Um, there's just some sense of what's right and wrong, maybe from culture. Maybe they just know that idolatry is wrong. I guess the prophets are also saying that it's wrong. Um, but what's really interesting, and I, I've seen this actually in different people's lives, when people are making a point of seeking the Lord, um, and they read the they read the Bible for the first time with like a a, a heart that's willing to receive, it is pretty overwhelming sometimes. Of just like, oh my gosh, this is like so shocking of how, f- how far I fall short of this. Yeah. Um, and so we see that at work with Josiah, and it leads them to repentance. They're already doing the right thing. They're already like trying to clean things up and do better. I mean, they, they literally find the word while they're trying to restore the temple. Um, but it's like another level of shocking when they actually read the law written by Moses and realize how bad things have been. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to God's Whole Story. We will be continuing tomorrow uh, into 2 Kings, kind of seeing at how Josiah is going to respond uh, to the fact that the Lord has honored his repentance and the people's repentance. There comes this period of a positive return to God, uh, but it doesn't last super long. So we'll continue to see how this story develops. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 20. Make this announcement to Israel and say this to Judah. Listen, you foolish and senseless people, with eyes that do not see and ears that do not hear. Have you no respect for me? Why don't you tremble in my presence? I, the Lord, define the ocean's sandy shoreline as an everlasting boundary that the waters cannot cross. The waves may toss and roar, but they can never pass the boundaries I set. But my people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned away and abandoned me. They do not say from the heart, let us live in awe of the Lord our God, for he gives us rain each spring and fall, assuring us of a harvest when the time is right. Your wickedness has deprived you of these wonderful blessings. Your sin has robbed you of all these good things. Among my people are wicked men who lie in wait for victims like a hunter hiding in a blind. They continually set traps to catch people, like a cage filled with birds. Their homes are filled with evil plots, and now they are great and rich. They are fat and sleek, and there is no limit to their wicked deeds. They refuse to provide justice to orphans, and they deny the rights of the poor. Should I not punish them for this, says the Lord? Should I not avenge myself against such a nation? A horrible and shocking thing has happened in this land. The prophets give false prophecies, and the priests rule with an iron hand. Worse yet, my people like it that way. But what will you do when that when the end comes? Run for your lives, you people of Benjamin. Get out of Jerusalem. Sound the alarm in Tekoa. Send up a signal at Beth Kakarem. A powerful army is coming from the north, coming with disaster and destruction. 
O Jerusalem, you are my beautiful and delicate daughter, but I will destroy you. Enemies will surround you like shepherds camped around the city. Each chooses a place for his troops to devour. They shout, prepare for battle, attack at noon. No, it's too late. The day is fading and evening shadows are falling. Well then, let's attack at night and destroy her palaces. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. Cut down the trees for battering rams. Build siege ramps against the walls of Jerusalem. This is the city to be punished, for she is wicked and through and through. She spouts evil like a fountain. Her streets echo with the sounds of violence and destruction. I always see her sickness and sores. Listen to this warning, Jerusalem, or I will turn from you in disgust. Listen, or I will turn you into a heap of ruins, a land where no one lives. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Even the few who remain in Israel will be picked over again, as when a harvester checks each vine a second time to pick the grapes that were missed. To whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. So now I'm filled with the Lord's fury. Yes, I'm tired of holding it in. I will pour out my fury on children playing in the streets and on gatherings of young men, of husbands and wives, and on those who are old and gray. Their homes will be turned over to their enemies, as will their fields and their wives, for I will raise my powerful fist against the people of this land, says the Lord. From the least to the greatest, their lives are ruled by greed. From prophets to priests, they are all frauds. They offer superficial treatments for my people's mortal wound. They give assurances of peace when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their disgusting actions? Not at all. They don't even know how to blush. Therefore, they will lie among the slaughtered. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. I posted watchmen over you who said, listen for the sound of the alarm. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Therefore, listen to this, all you nations. Take note of my people's situation. Listen, all the earth. I will bring disaster on my people. It is the fruit of their own schemes because they refuse to listen to me. They have rejected my word. There is no use offering me sweet frankincense from Sheba. Keep your fragrant calamus imported from distant lands. I will not accept your burnt offerings. Your sacrifices have no pleasing aroma for me. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will put obstacles in my people's path. Fathers and sons will both fall over them. Neighbors and friends will die together. This is what the Lord says. Look, a great army coming from the north. A great nation is rising against you from far off lands. They are armed with bows and spears. They are cruel and show no mercy. They sound like a roaring sea as they hide forward on horses, as they ride forward on horses. They are coming in battle formation, planning to destroy you, beautiful Jerusalem. We have heard reports about the enemy, and we wring our hands in fright. Pangs of anguish have gripped us, like those of a woman in labor. Don't go out to the fields. Don't travel on the roads. The enemy's sword is everywhere and terrorizes us at every turn. O my people, dress yourselves in burlap and sit among the ashes. Mourn and weep bitterly, as for the loss of an only son, for suddenly the destroying armies will be upon you. Jeremiah, I have made you a tester of metals, that you will determine the quality of my people. They are the worst kind of rebel, full of slander. They are as hard as bronze and iron, and they lead others into corruption. 
The bellows fiercely fan the flames to burn out the corruption, but it does not purify them, for the wickedness remains. I will label them rejected silver, for I, the Lord, am discarding them. 2 Kings 22, starting in verse 3. In the eighteenth year of his reign, King Josiah sent Saphan, son of Azealah, the grandson of Meshulam, the court secretary to the temple of the Lord. He told him, Go to Hilkiah the high priest and have him count the money the gatekeepers have collected from the people at the Lord's temple. Entrust this money to the men assigned to supervise the restoration of the Lord's temple. Then they can use it to pay workers to repair the temple. They will need to hire carpenters, builders, and masons. Also have them buy the timber and the finished stone needed to repair the temple. But don't require the construction supervisors to keep account of the money they receive, for they are honest and trustworthy men. Hokiah the high priest said to Saphan the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Saphan, and he read it. Saphan went to the king and reported, Your officials have turned over the money collected in the temple of the Lord to the workers and supervisors at the temple. Saphan also told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. So Saphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest. Ahiakim, son of Saphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Saphan, the court secretary, and Asaiah, the king's personal advisor. Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people for all of Judah. Inquire about the words written in the scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahakam, Akbor, Sapham, and Asaiah went to the new quarter of Jerusalem to consult with the prophet Huldah. She was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, son of Haris, the keeper of the temple wardrobe. She said to them, The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you. This is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on this city and its people. All the words written in the scroll that the king of Judah has read will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods, and I am very angry with them for everything they have done. My anger will burn against this place, and it will not be quenched. But go to the king of Judah who sent you to seek the Lord and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the message you have just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against this city and its people, that this land would be cursed and become desolate. You tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I have indeed heard you, says the Lord. So I will not send the promised disaster until after you have died and have been buried in peace. You will not see the disaster I'm going to bring on this city. So they took their message back to the king. Second Chronicles 34 verse 8. In the eighteenth year of his reign, after he had purified the land of the temple, Josiah appointed Saphan, son of Azaliah, Mariah, the governor of Jerusalem, and Joah, son of Johaz, the royal historian, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. They gave Hilkiah the high priest the money that had been collected by the Levites, who served as gatekeepers in the temple of God. The gifts were brought by people from Manasseh, Ephraim, and from all the remnant of Israel, as well as from all Judah, Benjamin, and the people of Jerusalem. He entrusted the money to the men assigned to supervise the restoration of the Lord's temple. Then they paid the workers who did the repairs and renovations of the temple. They hired carpenters and builders who purchased finished stone for the walls and timber for the rafters and beams. 
They restored what earlier kings of Judah had allowed to fall into ruin. The workers served faithfully under the leadership of Jahath and Obadiah, Levites of the Mirarite clan, and Zechariah and Meshulam, Levites of the Kohathite clan. Other Levites, all of whom were skilled musicians, were put in charge of the laborers of the various trades. Still others assisted as secretaries, officials, and gatekeepers. While they were bringing out the money collected in the Lord's temple, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that was written by Moses. Hilkiah said to Saphon the court secretary, I have found the book of the law of the Lord in the temple. Then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Saphon. Saphon took the scroll to the king and reported, Your officials are doing everything they were assigned to do. The money that was collected at the temple of the Lord has been turned over to the supervisors and workmen. Saphon also told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. So Saphon read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah. Ahakam son of Saphon, Akbor son of Micaiah, Saphon the court secretary, and Esaiah the king's personal advisor. Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me, and for all the remnant of Israel and Judah. Inquire about the words written in the scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger has poured out on us because our ancestors have not obeyed the word of the Lord. We have not been doing everything his scroll says we must do. So Hilkiah and the other men went to the new quarter of Jerusalem to consult with the prophet Huldah. She was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, son of Haras, the keeper of the temple wardrobe. She said to them, The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you. This is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on this city and its people. All the curses written in the scroll that were read to the king of Judah will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods, and I am very angry with them for everything they have done. My anger will be poured out on this place, and it will not be quenched. But go to the king of Judah, who sent you to seek the Lord and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the message you have just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourselves before God when you heard his words against this city and its people. You humbled yourself and tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I have indeed heard you, says the Lord. So I will not send the promised disaster until after you have died and been buried in peace. You yourself will not see the disaster I'm going to bring on this city and its people. So they took her message back to the king. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.